Uh, please rise again for the scripture reading. This is from Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. That can be found on page 1820 in the Pew Bible. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than, we all, than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. See, this is why we come to worship on a Sunday morning after living in a week that has been filled with challenges and distresses and disappointments and despair. We come to church to be reminded, one, that this is God's world and God is not giving it up to anybody. We come to be reminded that not only is this God's world, but we are called not to be afraid. This is God's world, and therefore we know that we have the power within us to be more than conquerors, to be victorious. This is why I come to church, to worship the awesome God who is still sovereign, who is still in control, regardless of what the newspaper state, regardless of what social media states. This is God's world. God is sovereign. God is in control. And God will not let go of God's world. Can I get an amen on this day? That's why I come to church, to be reminded of who God is, who I am, and whose I am. Well, today we are going to look at prayer, and more specifically, breakthrough prayer that has been highlighted by the author, Reverend Sue Nielsen Kibbe, in her book, ultimate reliance. If you have not purchased a book, I would encourage you to do it. If you have not attended the Sunday school class that is held during the Sunday school hour, I would encourage you to do that as well, especially if you have been on this journey called discipleship for a long time, especially if you've been praying every day more than once per day, and for some reason your prayers appear to have plateaued. I would encourage you to learn more about breakthrough prayer in the book titled Ultimate Reliance. I ask you two questions to think about, and, and those questions are posted usually on a Friday or a Saturday, not just for you to think about these questions for reflection for one day, but no, I want you to think about the questions throughout the next week. So here are the two questions. How would you describe the nature of your relationship with Jesus Christ? And the second question is, does the nature of your relationship with Jesus Christ inform your decision to grow in your faith or not to grow in your faith? From the time an individual enters a viable congregation, that individual soon discovers that prayer is a common word and hopefully practice. Prayer primarily is a relationship and not a discipline that God is asking for. It's about relatedness, not rules. You see, God's prevailing power is released through prayer. 
So on this faith journey, we have to pray because, in case you did not know it, prayer is the lifeblood of the individual Christian. And prayer is the lifeblood of the church of Jesus Christ. And so a prerequisite for us on this journey of faith is, one, we believe in prayer, and we believe in the power of prayer. And we have a relationship with the God whom Jesus Christ has revealed, a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God of love. On this day, we want to remind ourselves that we do want to grow. I, I, I just, I, you may not want to grow, but I'm just going to hope that you do want to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And because you do, then you will take the time to pray. Not just any prayer, not just the rote prayers, not just the now I lay me down to sleep prayers, not just the Lord help me and my family, that's all kind of prayers. No, no, no. On this journey called faith, we're called to be more intentional about praying the prayers that will help us to grow more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. We will pray the prayers that will ask God to help us as individuals to take on the likeness of Jesus Christ. When I see you, I want to be able to see Jesus Christ. Well, Psalm 61, verses 1 and 2. And by the way, thank you, Benjamin, for being our liturgist today. Wasn't it great seeing Benjamin as our liturgist today? Be sure to thank God for Benjamin, and then be sure to thank Benjamin. Psalm 61 is classified as a prayer for help by an individual. It can be referred to also as a lament whereby one acknowledges that they are in the throws of a circumstance or situation that is problematic and that is difficult for them to overcome. This is a petition for help and is followed by an affirmation of trust. If you were to read Psalm 61 verses 1 through 8, you would see that. This Psalm is attributed to David who finds himself in a situation of great distress He's faint, he says. Faint is caused, as we know, by hunger or thirst or the persecution by enemies. I'm not sure how many of you are faint today because of all that you've had to endure this past week. Like David, you need help too. And like David... May you acknowledge that God is the source of that help. The Hebrew root of the word higher is in conjunction with the sovereignty of God. So we're talking about the sovereign God who has created the heavens and the earth, the sovereign God who is in control. Again, beloved, regardless of what our eyes see, regardless of what our ears hear. Our God is sovereign 
our God is in control. And, and this particular psalm reminds us, it invites us to put ourselves in the presence and power of the God who is beyond us. It invites us, it has asked us to experience through God that source of security and hope that only God can offer. This psalm reminds us that God is the God who is able to help us. Well, I told you this is a part, this sermon series began several weeks ago, and the focus is on breakthrough prayer. And breakthrough prayer is not a prayer that takes the place of our regular prayers. No, breakthrough prayer, according to Reverend Sue Nielsen Kibbe, is that additive that we add, that addition that we add to our prayer. She, she defines breakthrough prayer this way. She says, it is a request for God to break through with new possibilities, opportunities, hopes, and dreams without limits, both in the life of the individual and in the life of the church, end of quote. And so as we talk about breakthrough prayer today, I want to talk about a specific practice that is gleaned from a breakthrough prayer, and that practice, by the way, is upsurge prayer. Now, a breakthrough prayer practice is defined as a specific one-sentence or one-word prayer that's filled with, as she says, spiritual dynamite, asking God to break through in a particular aspect. So we look at this breakthrough prayer practice called upsurge prayer. The prayer practice is, Lord, help me to rise. Help me to rise above the current setting, the current situation. Increase our growth in discipleship of Jesus Christ. Breakthrough prayer, practice upsurge, is asking God to help me to move beyond my limits of discipleship from my perspective, help me to grow more as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And we ask God to do the miraculous. We ask God to provide us with the resources beyond ourselves for the accomplishment of this prayer. I don't know about you, but I'm, I don't know when you set aside time to pray, but I'm going to ask you to do this this week, today. The next time you pray, I'm going to ask you to include in your prayer, Lord, help me to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ and help me to move to that next level that you see, that you want me to grow into. And watch what God does. Watch what God reveals to you regarding those areas that may be barriers to that growth, regarding those areas that may be stumbling blocks to that growth. Hmm. We live in a society that upholds human potential and human achievement as the highest measure of security. But 
David reminds us in Psalm 61 that sometimes we will reach a place whereby we just don't have the strength to move beyond where we are. We don't know how to move forward. And that's where the breakthrough prayer practice upsurge comes in, where we ask God, God, take me to the next level of discipleship. That requires us then to think about what we're going to have to give up if we want to move to that next level. The author talks about the cost that we will have to pay. I don't know about you, but, but I love comfort. I like being comfortable. And let's face it, by the time we reach a certain age, we think we're old comfort, right? I, I should not have to be disturbed by anything or anyone. But if we are to grow as disciples of Jesus Christ, we will need to understand that it's going to cost us something. And the first thing that it's going to cost us is we're going to have to let go or leave behind those attitudes, those behaviors, those habits, those deep-seated attitudes, pride, insecurity, that will serve as a hindrance to our moving to that next level of discipleship. What is it going to cost us? We need to just stop complaining about how hard the journey is called discipleship. We need to stop complaining about that that God will require of us we need to stop complaining about not wanting to trust God more and more and more. And I may, not I may not complain with my words, but I will complain with my attitude. God says, trust me. And I say, not yet. In Isaiah 41.10, God reminds Isaiah, I'm sorry, reminds Abram. Don't be afraid, for I'm with you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What does that mean for us as we strive to move beyond the limits that we've set for our own walk with God through Jesus Christ, discipleship? What that means is that wherever God calls us to go next on this journey of discipleship, we can trust God to be with us, and therefore we can trust God, and we can say yes. What can prevent us from not wanting to continue on the journey? Hmm. Or put it in another way, what's another cost that can hinder us on this journey? That is the challenges, the pain, the suffering that we may experience directly or indirectly. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, in this world you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Sometimes those trials and those tribulations appear to be so huge that they hinder us 
from wanting to move beyond the limit that we've set for ourselves as disciples of Jesus Christ. On this journey called discipleship, God wants to mature us. God wants to grow us up so that we will take on the likeness of Jesus Christ. So in place of those cost factors, there are some things that we can hold on to, the author says, that, that we can hold on to. She calls them prayer handholds. What's a word that can help you to hold on? Choose, she says. Make the decision today that you will choose to act in faith, whatever God is calling you to do. Remember in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, Moses said to the people, now choose life so that you and your descendants will live. We are called to choose to act in faith. Rock or strength, solidness. Go home and pick up a rock. And every time you enter your prayer closet, wherever that might be, look at the rock because the, that rock reminds us of the solidness of our God who has been revealed through Jesus Christ who provides us with the strength that we need. This upsurge prayer is a prayer that we pray asking God to help us to grow beyond the limits that we've set as disciples of Jesus Christ. It's also a prayer that we can pray whenever we find ourselves in a situation and we feel ill-equipped. We feel that we just don't have what we need to address the task. It's in that moment that we can pray that upsurge prayer, a rock God that is higher than I. And when I pray that, oh God, rock that is higher than I, I'm asking God for God to reveal God's hopes, God's possibilities, God's opportunities, God's dreams in that situation. Evangel Heights Church family and friends, Jesus said to his disciples in Mark chapter 11, verses 15 and 17, my house is to be called a house of prayer. I've told you prayer is the lifeblood of the disciple. Prayer is the lifeblood of the church of Jesus Christ. And God is calling us through this special time of looking at prayer through the lens of the book, Ultimate Reliance, written by the author, Reverend Sue Nielsen Kibbe. God is calling us to think about prayer from a limitless perspective. Oh, yes, as I said before, we will continue to pray what is on our hearts. It's just that we won't stop there. We'll ask God, God, you bless us with your dreams, with your hopes, with your possibilities. And I will tell you this, when we do that, when we allow God 
to have free reign of our lives as disciples, we will live out what Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21 reveals to us. It gives us a view of what that empowerment will look like when we allow God to have God's way with us. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we will be able to be used by God to do that that we cannot even begin to imagine or think. We will carry out God's will here on earth that will bring glory and honor to the awesome living God. Oh, my. When I think about, when I think about the potential that we have as individual disciples and as the collective body of Jesus Christ to be used by God beyond limits, I, I just get excited. And I hope that you'll get excited as well. When I think about how God will help us to grow and become more and more like Jesus to the point, Dar, I won't know your name when I see you. The first name I'll think of is Jesus Christ. Because of the commitment to grow and become more and more and more and more like Jesus Christ. I get excited. When I think about our church, becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. Well, there's a final scripture <laughs> that comes to my mind that captures what I am experiencing right now. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I think it's 1 Corinthians. I forgot to write down the book. So check it out, 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians, but here, here's the chapter and the verse. Chapter 2, verse 9. What no eye has seen, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, this journey that we're on that's called discipleship. I'm excited. This upsurge prayer that allows me to go to God and ask God to break through with that that I need when I find myself up against that that I think I'm not prepared to deal with. I get excited. And it's 1 Corinthians. Thank you, Katie. Yes. Whatever the cost is, whatever the cost is that you will have to pay to go beyond the limit of your understanding of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and then to live into what God is, is calling you towards, whatever the cost, it's worth it. Whatever the cost to reach our full potential in Jesus Christ, it's worth it. Whatever the cost to make sure that we take on the likeness of Jesus Christ, it's worth it. 
Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity and privilege to be in a relationship with you. Reveal to us your new possibilities, your opportunities, your hopes, and your dreams without limits, both in the life of our church and in our own lives as we, as we surrender ourselves to growing further as disciples of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this breakthrough prayer practice upsurge. We thank you that because of upsurge prayer, we're not only able to grow further as disciples of Jesus Christ, but we know that on a daily basis, when we find ourselves in a place whereby we feel limited, when we feel uneasy about the task that is before us, that we're called to accomplish, we can call out to you and ask you, the rock that is higher than we are, to provide us with what we need. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray with thanksgiving.